Hey there, I am Dr. Jerry Crete, and welcome to Be With The Word. And this is the podcast where I discuss the Sunday readings and I kind of explore what they might mean and I try to bring in psychological angle. So I'm looking at the readings from a psychological perspective. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and professional counselor. And so I try to bring that to bear. This is episode 62, and it's the third Sunday in Ordinary Time. Um, If you're interested, I would encourage you to go over to my sister podcast, Hear the Word. And there I will read these readings to you. So I read the readings, and then uh, I do a meditation. I kind of embed the meditation around the readings. I think it's wonderful. I think it's really powerful. In this particular meditation, I look at allowing Christ to um, help us change um, and noticing the parts of ourselves that are looking for change. And so that's the focus of that meditation. I hope you really enjoy it and uh, go on over there. All right, but this podcast, this show, I like to like analyze it. Sometimes I have a guest in, sometimes it's just me. Um, For a while I was doing um, this with Dr. Peter who does an amazing podcast as well um, uh, over on soulsandhearts.com. Uh, related to being a resilient Catholic. So hope you'll check him, his, his show out as well. But here's the thing. I was fascinated by these readings. Um, I was kind of approaching them at first from a, um, how do we make positive changes in our lives and, and this kind of thing and kind of coming at it from that place again because a lot of the themes seem to relate to change, metanoia in the Greek, and, 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 and then I'm looking at, okay, psychologically, how do we make a change in our life? And then I was looking at these first re- this first readings from Jonah. Now, I kind of knew the story of Jonah from, I don't know, ages ago. And I uh, hadn't really thought about it much. Um, and so I went back and I read the whole book. Of course, I had forgotten how short it is. It's really not a long read. And we get a very little bit of a snippet here in the first reading. Um, but basically, in this first reading, we have... Jonah preaches to the Ninevites and they convert, they, they, they start fasting and they, they're afraid because God had told them, uh, Jonah tells them God says they're going to be wiped out. And so they repent and God saves them, right? So that's what we get from the reading. But I, I really want to look a little closer. If you know the whole story, you're going to immediately, you know, uh, hear this reading and know the rest of it. But I bet a lot of us don't or don't even get how amazing this story is. And honestly, how relevant it is literally to um, this time period and even this very week. All right, now I'm taping this um, on 18th, on January 18th. So it'll be for the Sunday, this is Monday, and, and this uh, I'll, I'll have this air on Wednesday on the day of the uh, inauguration uh, of President Biden, and then, and then uh, the Sunday readings will be this coming Sunday. So I actually think it's relevant. Now, I'm going to say out front, I am not here to espouse any political views. Uh, the whole point of Souls and Hearts and the whole point of Be With the Word and Hear the Word is about mental health growth and healthy, having a healthily, healthy psychology um, and integrating our faith with our growth. So we don't go, if at all possible, into political things. But I do think that there's a message in these readings 
to people of all political points of view and it kind of relates and so i don't really doesn't matter to me i'm not i'm not even going to talk about like a right wing or a left wing position i'm certainly not going to express political opinions that's not the point but i want to point something out i think a lot of us in this country from what i've been able to gather by the way i'm a canadian but i've been living here long enough that in America, that I think there's very obvious, there's obviously high tensions and high anxieties. And there are a lot of people reading a lot of material, right? Trying to understand the news, trying to find out what's true, trying to react to different things that have happened in the country. I mean, we had the whole um, uh, riot on a Congress uh, just recently. So a lot of people are trying to make sense of it. And I think we have strong positions, of course, right? We have strong political beliefs. And so this is why I think this, this reading and all the readings are amazing. I'll tell you why. Um, what we don't get in the reading related to Jonah, but only we get by reading the whole context. Jonah, of course, is Hebrew. He's Jewish. And he has been taught, right, of course, that they're the chosen people. And literally in this story, it's a fantastic story. I didn't realize, I've forgotten how funny it is in some ways. But he's told by God to go and visit Nineveh. Now, Nineveh is a, a big city in Assyria, Assyria or um, they worship Ishtar, I believe. It's a, it's a very well-known like pagan city in that, very well, you know, wealthy city. And he's told, go to Nineveh and tell them that I'm going to wipe them out. And it's hysterical because what does Jonah do? He runs in the opposite direction, literally opposite direction, and to get away from God and get away from this request. And so then we have him being lost. It's, he's, he's on a boat and then the waves are attacking the boat and literally the people on the boat end up throwing him over because he, they see him as a curse. Uh, because he had not listened to God, and now look what's happening to the boat. He then, of course, the famous getting swallowed up by the whale or the large fish, whatever, he gets swallowed up by this giant sea creature. And in that, in that inside the, the, the body of this creature, he then calls out to God and all this kind of thing. He doesn't, he, he kind of doesn't, it doesn't feel like a full-blown repentance to me. I've read it over several times. And he doesn't really, he just turns to God and says, Basically, I'll do your will. God spits him out and, and calls him again and says, go to Nineveh. All right. Now, here's the thing. The Jews at the, the time would have seen going to Nineveh, like, those are the enemies. Those are the heathens. I don't want to go tell them anything. And, and one of the things he says later that he was upset about was that he knows God is merciful. He doesn't want to go to Nineveh because God is merciful. So fascinating. And then he goes to Nineveh and he tells them, you got 40 days and God's going to destroy you. And then he goes back. He leaves. So he sits under some tree, some kind of weird fruit tree thing, and he sits back to watch. I think expecting the place to get blown up and he'll be happy. At least that's the tone you get. Meanwhile, what actually happens? Everyone repents. The city, the king himself, puts on sackcloth. They fast. They go. They they take the warning to heart. 
And so God delivers the city, does not destroy it. So that makes Jonah mad. He's furious. He's like, um, you know, I wish I was dead. And then to make matters worse, the, the fruit, the, the tree that he was under changes and he loses his shade. And he's mad about that too and says, I want to die because of that. <laughs> All right. So I don't know if you hear yourself in that story ever. I know I probably can be there at times. I think most of us can. Where God is telling us what he wants us to do, how he wants us to act with mercy and love. And we would rather not. And we would rather others, whoever the others is, right? Uh, whether they're a left-wing group or a right-wing group or this group or that group, whatever it is, we would rather them just get their comeuppance. We'd rather see them, look what happened to me, look what they did before, they're bad, they're heathens, they're this, they're that, whatever it is, they just kind of deserve something bad to happen to them. And in fact, what does God say in these passages? He says, I love them. I love you. But what I gave you can be taken away. Right? And he says, and I am a God of love and mercy and I love all. Right? And so there is a call to repentance for everyone. Right? There is a call to love for everyone. It doesn't mean they'll take it or they'll act on it, but it's there. And God wants that message delivered. So to me, that is a bit of a, oh, wow, awakening, a bit of a eyes opening going, oh, am I stuck in my own beliefs and my own ideas and what I want to happen because I know I'm right? And even if I am right, do I want bad things to happen to my enemy? Right? Am I unwilling to answer God's call? It's funny. It's a funny story because here you've got this extremely disobedient prophet. God is saying, go preach to these people. And he doesn't want to do it. And he keeps being pushed back. He finally does it. And when they repent, he's mad. I don't know why. I'm just loving this story for some reason. It's like I've never heard it before. Uh, and that's what happens, I think. Doesn't, doesn't that happen for us in the scriptures? All right, I want to connect that up a little bit to the other stuff going on here because it's really interesting. Because in St. Paul, he says, uh, the time is running out, brothers and sisters, right? Um, From now on, let those having wives act as not having them, those weeping as not weeping, those rejoicing as not rejoicing. And at the end, he says, the world in its present form is passing away. And I really think there's a strong message here. I've got my knickers in a knot. That's, a, that's an old Canadian expression. I don't know. Maybe it's Irish or British or something. But I've got my knickers in a knot. I mean, I'm all bunched up. I'm all out of shape over something. And God is sometimes saying, you know what? You've got to let it go. And you've got to answer my call. And it might be that you have to go to Nineveh to the people you don't even like. And you're going to have to do something because I asked you to, right? You are going to have to 
show love and mercy even when you don't really want to. What a message that is. And then we have, interestingly enough, followed up by the Gospels. And you have basically Jesus, um, uh, John is arrested. Jesus then goes to the Sea of Galilee. And he says to Simon, Andrew, and then later James and John, he says, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. And they abandoned their nets and followed him. Just like that. The opposite of Jonah. Like a, a striking opposite of Jonah. I love Jonah. He's like running the other way. But the reality is, God wants us to be fishers of men. Not fishers of the people we like. And not fishers of the people we agree with. Fishers of men. And women, right? Loving them. Right? So... It's, ama it's an amazing call to action. And it requires a change of heart, I believe, because we have to get out of our own way. And I think as Christians, if we disagree with someone's political position, social position, religious view, all these things, if we disagree with them, how are we approaching them? Now, the reality is we can approach them like Jonah, who's basically not doing it a very nice way. And you know what? God's going to do his job because it's ultimately God it will, will bring grace and people's hearts can change. But it does make you think, are we approaching people in a way that understands them, that listens to them, that meets them where they're at and shows love and compassion? Or are we coming at them with self-righteousness because we already have the answers and we're sure of our own answers, right? And we have to kind of make them conform, right? Let's argue them to death. I have done that myself. I am guilty of arguing with people to death to make my point, to win the debate, to win the argument. And it's not what changes people. And in fact, or rarely does, and then let's listen to the psalm. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Remember that your compassion, O Lord, and your love are from old. In your kindness, remember me because of your goodness. Teach me your ways. Good and upright is the Lord. So the qualities of God are compassion, kindness, and goodness. And Jonah doesn't want to help the Ninevites because he knows God is merciful and slow to anger. And he wants the Ninevites to experience anger and wrath of God. And, and <laughs> so he has an agenda that is not God's. <laughs> and so I think there's a really call here, in my view, there's a real call here to check ourselves and, uh, and so on. Like That's the point I've made. So, all right, that's my big takeaway this week is can we, can we do that? Can we let go and see where God is calling us? Because I really do think if we encounter someone with a different view and they experience us with compassion and kindness, I think they'll be more motivated to go, I wonder why that person f believes that. I wonder why that person feels that way. They're, they seem to be a good person. But if we're less kind, then 
than their heathen friends, so to speak, we're not interesting. In fact, they're going to they're gonna judge us and our faith and turn away. Oh, wow. So um, anyway, that's really my message for today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm going to wrap that up for today. I really do hope you'll join me over to hear the word. Uh, and I hope you'll join me next week. Next week, I'm going to be really looking at this question of anger and uh, exploring how to release anger. Uh, I definitely do that in next week's Hear the Word as well will be an exercise in learning to release, release the things that we're feeling angry about. All right. Well, I hope you've just enjoyed my little, uh, my little uh, dialogue, uh, monologue there. And uh, I hope you come over to Souls and Hearts. We have tons of, of things there. We've got courses on how to help people in distress. Uh, we have courses related to overcoming pornography addiction. We have courses on discerning vocation. We have online communities and we have tons of blogs. And we're really trying to bring the best of Catholic psychology to, the, um, to just regular people and who are trying to discern vocations, raise families, and live the faith. And so I, we are with you in, in, uh, in the call to holiness. And I feel like that is what is going to win. That is what is going to make a difference above all else is turning our hearts to God. And so, ah, so we'll uh, see you next time. I hope you have a wonderful week and weekend and, and all. Until then, be still, believe, and be loved. Take good care.